Welcome to the No Chains Podcast. I'm here with Jennifer Glass with Progress on Purpose. It's her special podcast that she does. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for coming. So our job each week is to get these chains off your life. And uh, Jennifer's going to tell us a little bit about what she wants to talk to you about today. So Jennifer, what did you want to say? Well, uh, today I want to talk about getting free from the chains of anxiety and phobias, um, a busy mind, lack of peace, those kind of things. And uh, we do a lot of education and encouragement on our podcasts. We started with uh, the name Garbage Mom and other self-deprecating terms of endearment. That's a catchy and, name. <laughs> well, yeah. we thought it was funny because we always tease each other and call that we, you know, we call ourselves names and we say negative things about ourselves. Yeah. And I kind of wanted to unravel that and train people to stop. That's and then good. God just kind of took us in a much more serious and intense direction on such an incredible healing journey that we realized we needed to rebrand. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And so we're getting ready to release our second season under the new name Progress on Purpose. And it's going to be unbelievable. Yeah, it looks good. I watched about three quarters of that. And just speaking with you yesterday, like what you talked about, what you want to do and how you want to help people. I mean, it's I applaud you. You know, I well, think people need it and they need to hear the truth. And it's cool that, you know, God put that in your heart to start that. It really matters to you. So, yeah. It definitely changed everything. So um, I grew up a Christian and I've been in the church most of my life, but I went through a situation about six years ago where I was going through a divorce and my mother died at the same time. And it just kind of broke my entire relationship with God, my faith, all of those things. It really left me very confused. And even as it was at this point now, six years later, I had been struggling with anxiety, crippling anxiety, depression, an unrelenting busy mind, inability to rest, inability to sleep at night without TV drowning out all the noise that was going on in my head. And honestly, anxiety controlled every day of my life, every decision that I made. And it held me back from so many things. And so when you throw in there the fact that like now I don't even know if I believe in God anymore. Oh man, triple threat right there. Yeah. yeah. And so what ended up happening is God took me on this journey while we were doing the podcast that brought me to back to him, brought me to a place of healing, but it was far different than anything I ever expected to encounter. Yeah. And so what I came on here to share today is my story of deliverance, which is something that is, it's tough to share. It's a little bit embarrassing. Um, when people hear it, they think that you're crazy. And even I struggled with that. Like, is this real? But the effects of it were so profound and undeniable that I am, I am sold out. I buy it hook, line and sinker. You know, when you told me yesterday when we were talking, you know, you said, I want to talk about deliverance. And um, you said, do you know what deliverance is? You know, I've been a Christian. I mean, 
I, I grew up kind of Church of Christ, where it was kind of I fell asleep during church like all the time. And kind of, <laughs> um, but I went to this church called Free Chapel in Gainesville, a little more lively, a little more spiritual. Is kind of what I was looking for, you know. Um, but totally changed my life, and you know, I think what you're going to share with people and back to what I was saying is, you know, I didn't, I didn't know what that meant. You know what I mean? I thought it meant you gave your life to Christ and you're like, no, it's a whole different thing. So I'm excited to learn myself. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. So tell us all about it. So I always say, if I say something and it sounds different to you or you're not sure about it, take it back to the word. Right. And so that's what I do. I filter things that I hear through the word and a friend of mine shared her deliverance experience. And I was like, wait, like demons came out of you right and i'm like what do you mean you know like and this is my baby angel friend like she is everything i wish i could be and am not and so i found that shocking but i saw this transformation in her life that was so incredible i was like i'm sold like tell me more about this and so i went on this educational journey um learning about the Jesus is charged, right? Heal the sick, cast out demons, cleanse the leper, make disciples. He said it over and over and over and over again. And I'm like, well, so I started looking around and I'm like, well, I don't see very many churches that are really healing the sick. I don't see any that are casting out demons or even talking about it. Thankfully we don't have lepers running around. So that's not really a thing. And make disciples i'm like well how do you even do that so i started learning about it and i went old school with Derek prince who's phenomenal and several other resources and i learned that just like most human beings have a parasite load which sounds disgusting but we do just by nature of existing um and they live in places of like inflammation or heavy metals just you know toxins in our body that it's the same with demons. If you're carrying around unforgiveness or um, unconfessed sin or hidden sin and stuff like that, it creates this environment that is able to be inhabited by demonic spirits. And the word possession is not translated correctly in the English Bible. If you go back to the Greek, the Hebrew, the Latin, what you're actually getting in that translation is demonized so they don't own us especially once we're saved we belong to god and they don't control us in fully right but they have the ability to influence or in my case torment me you know god said i have not given you a spirit of fear but of power love and a sound mind but i didn't know that that actually meant that fear was a spirit mm -hmm. right no one taught me that and so I spent 20 years in total bondage to anxiety. And, you know, God brought me to this verse over and over again as I struggled with whether or not to share my story. And it says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge, right? Yeah. And so I'm struggling with getting back to a relationship with God. I'm struggling with all of these, this brokenhearted, feeling like an orphan, emotional um, just constant burden. And so my friend introduces me to this and the process is really very simple. I think people overcomplicate it. There was no vomiting pea soup, 
right? Or head spinning around. I did not levitate I off like the, the bed. Exorcist or anything yeah. like that. Like the bed didn't fly oh. off the bed. Like yeah. I mean, I think there are situations where that can happen, but in your day-to-day -day average situation, it's not like that. And then people get scared and they're like, oh, but I don't want to talk to the demons. I'm like, listen, uh, I have God's authority. I have Jesus Christ's authority in Jesus name. It has to do what I say, period. You know what I mean? Amen. And yeah. so as long as you remove their legal right to be there, you contract with them when you make agreements with certain things, when you have unconfessed sin, when you have unforgiveness. So if you get rid of that, all you have to do is say, get out. And they're like, man, and they got to go. And and maybe you're going to talk about this later, but, you know, if you could bring people, you know, through the beginning of what they need to do, you know, like step one, step two, also tell about your experience, like, you know, what happened to you um, and how did you know when it happened, like when you knew you were released and all that. And to back up a lot, to confuse you a lot, I love that you brought these two analogies, right? It's the toxins of all like the chemicals and the foods you eat and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And, you know, you need to fast and get rid of all the metals and toxins and all that stuff. And, you know, watch what you eat. But I like that you use that analogy for the spirits like, you know, like depression, anxiety, forgiveness, you know, all these things add up. And guess what? When you have both. Right. You got all these toxins in your body. Maybe you're not exercising all that. You have all this hate in your heart and, you know, you're not willing to forgive people. I mean, that's a toxic situation that could lead to, you know, some people committing suicide or just, you know, not wanting to be here or whatever like that. And so your message is so important. Um, and I appreciate that. Sorry to like go everywhere on that. No. Well, and, you know, suicide is a spirit also. Um, so I'll tell if I was going to start at the beginning, so to speak, basically my friend shared her story, like what I'm doing now, you're going to hear a story in a minute. Um, and then she sent me a book and to listen to on audible and it was called two hours to freedom. It's a great book. I wish I could remember who wrote it. I want to say it's Pat something, but I recommend they shall expel demons by Derek Prince. It is phenomenal. It's long. It's so entertaining. Like it's one of the most educational books I've ever read or listened to rather, but it's so good. Like from we jump. Can, yeah. Maybe we can put that link in the comments once we get that. So people yeah. can click on that and buy that. Yeah. So the first step is check your relationship with God. Right. And there's two types of people. There's a type of people who have a relationship with God and are already like in good standing with him. Well, there's several types of people, but if we're talking about deliverance, right? Like you are saved. You've been saved and you have that good communication with God or there's me. And I think everyone else falls into this category because you could be newly saved, not yet saved. Or in my case, I was saved, but my relationship with God was so damaged that there was no communication, really, at least not on my part. God never stops, but I did. And, and even at that point that God had brought me to wanting a relationship with him, it was like every time I got to like try there was a wall so the follow-through with this is huge so if you already have a relationship with god you need to build that up intensely because it says in the bible uh there's a parable about sweeping the house and it's talking about casting out demons and it basically says that you send them out and they go out into dry places and then they decide to return and finding the house clean and swept and in order right delivered 
they decide, all right, I'm going to go get seven friends and come back. Ooh. Right. And the state of the person is worse than they were before. Wow. So he's trying to attack even more. Right. Um, they You basically free up space and they're like, I'm going to go get friends. So deliverance is not something to walk into just willy nilly. It is something you have to prepare for. You need to pray. You need to fast. You need a partner. Um, and you need to know that the follow through is the most important part because they do try to come back. And if you're not ready, you will be worse. Mm -hmm. So you've got to fill that space that is emptied with the Holy Spirit, with the relationship with God, with the word, with the truth, with um, worship and praise and all these things. The good news is if you already have a relationship with God, you're going to continue that and like amplify it. If you're someone like me who just couldn't get there, it turns out getting all of this out was exactly what I needed to that broke the wall down. And now I'm there. Right. I went from wanting to like spit at church. I was so angry with God or being unable to listen, listen to worship music and stuff to like just praising Jesus. Like he <laughs> I finally realized, like, you are everything yeah. i ever so wanted good. and needed yeah. and and it, it i didn't have to try it was just the natural outflow of healing right so step one is do your research find a partner who's like-minded and prepare for the battle ahead right mm -hmm. it's so much easier on the other side of deliverance but you still have to make it a point to like like I'm going after God with all I have and I'm filling every space inside of me with him. So these things can't get back inside. It's like putting on the armor, you yes. know, the armor getting ready for war, putting on that armor. Yeah. So when I look around, right, I look at the church and I'm like, why do I see that they're struggling with the same problems as the world? Depression, anxiety, uh, physical ailments, divorce, things like that. And now I know. Right. And I didn't know. And so I just want everyone to know, okay, so I'm going to tell you my story and it's radical, guys. It's intense. It sounds crazy. But when I tell you what it was like, what it is like on the other side, mm, there's so no it. doubt that it's real. You know, I'm, there's no room left for doubt. I'm excited. Should I go get popcorn? I mean, you built this <laughs> up. Like, I'm like, I mean, it's a little stomach turning in moments. Right. So I don't know if I would recommend eating. All right. All right yeah. We're excited to hear it. So, um, I knew, like, I believe you should pray and ask the spirit, like the Holy spirit, like when, right. And so the Holy spirit let me and my best friend know it was time. And I was so nervous. I mean, I'm telling you anxiety ruled my life. So it's very important to know that the phobia that I struggled with was vomiting. I had a life altering crippling phobia of throwing up. I almost didn't have my daughter because of it. I would not leave my house during flu season. I wouldn't go to my kids um, stuff at school. I would avoid church. I mean, is it, it is it. What do you mean? Like um, you were a phobia of throwing up like in front of people or you just no period. Okay. Period. I had I a traumatic experience to throw up. So I had a traumatic experience as a child. I saw somebody trying to resuscitate a infant and they got air in their stomach, made them throw up and the baby did not make it. Mm -hmm. And so it created this stronghold 
in my mind that equates vomiting with death. Mm. And so when I tell you I had a phobia, I mean, I kept a benzo on me at all times, two types of anti-nausea medications, and I would halt my life and live um, locked up to avoid throwing up. If my daughter got a sickness where she was throwing up, I wouldn't be a mother to her. I'm like, here's everything you need. Put a mask on, stay as far away from me as possible. I'm not going to hug you. I'm not going to touch you. I'm not going to kiss you for weeks. Because when I felt nauseous, I would have an instant anxiety attack, level 10. I would almost faint, blackout, shaking, crying. Like I thought I was going to die. This wow. controlled my life. For, for long time years and years uh, probably 10 at least 10 years maybe 15 wow. yeah and i'm talking like three type four we took four medications one daily and three on hand to function wow um <laughs> no that's that is so funny people need to hear this and i know it's hard to share your story just like it, it was me it took mm -hmm. me about two years to get the guts to do it um, and, uh, so many people said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It changed my life and all that. And someone's listening to this right now, wanting to be raw and honest because they might be going through it too. So I might tear up a little bit, but keep going. <laughs> yeah. No, I, there's no sadness left. It's gone. I don't, I don't cry very often. Um, Good. so the Holy spirit let us know that it was time. And so t 48 hours leading up to it, I had this like weird feeling in my chest. It was like this heavy and I kept crying and like, I am not a crier. Like I don't do crying. I just don't, I've been through so much and yeah. it's just not something that I do. And I was like, I just keep crying and I don't know why, you know? <laughs> and it was the Lord really softening and stirring things up. So the day of, we were going to get together at nine o'clock that night. Cause this guys, it takes hours, two to four hours depending. And it's not a one and done thing, but, <laughs> and so I fasted all day. Mm. And I didn't dry fast. I did a liquid fast. So I had a little, I had water. I had like a smoothie. I had greens, stuff like that, like liquids. Um, and I rested all day because I knew, you know, this was going to be intense. And I was so scared, like so nervous. Um, and so I'm going to try to get through the steps pretty quickly to get to the story of the actual like expelling demons part. So the first step is to confess your sins, confess your sins one to another that you may be forgiven. Right. And so you're not going to remember every sin that you've ever sinned in your whole life, but you know that there are things that you need to confess and repent of. And my friend really impressed upon me, especially the ones that you want to take to your grave, the things mm. that you don't want to tell anyone. And I'm telling you, I had two or three wanted to take them to the grave. Like, <laughs> so embarrassing, humiliating, horrible, so much shame and guilt with them. Right. And she looked at me and she was like, number one, the Holy spirit already revealed one of them to me. So you're not even going to surprise me, which I was like, rude God, thanks. <laughs> um, and she was like, second of all, right. Like that's the enemy inside of you. It's not you. So there's zero judgment. God says there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So I did, I let it all out. I confessed all of it, even the worst things. I then renounced agreements with things like divorce. I'd been divorced. I renounced my agreement with that. Believing agreement is like agreement and alignment is I agree with this. I think it's right. I make it okay. I align myself with the belief that divorce is fine. Right. 
And so just we renounced the agreements. We did a prayer breaking generational curses. Boy, we have to do a whole other podcast about blessings and curses. I mean it because that's oh sorry that's a whole other thing um so that's huge confess repent renounce right and then we moved into forgiveness and this is crazy hard sometimes and we used a visualization tool where i i named all the people that i could think of right and i i lined up the first few that were the most pressing, right? Like my parents, my ex, you know, whatever, right at the foot of the cross, boom, boom, boom. And then all the other people that I could think of, we kind of bunched them in a group, right? Like this is in my mind. I'm picturing it. She's walking me through it. And I forgive the heart, like the hardest people first. And I, I leave them at the foot of the cross and then the other group of people, them, right. And then there's me. Yeah. Yeah. And people tend to, forgive themselves or let go of things that they right. did, you know, and give it to Jesus. And, you know, forgiveness, unforgiveness is unforgiveness, even if it's with yourself. And that's what people struggle with the most usually. And I told my dad this recently, I'm like, if the creator of the universe, if the one who hung the stars in the sky, put the breath in your lungs, whose idea you were, does not see fit to hold you in contempt. Who do you think that you are to do so? That's good. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Like, am I the higher authority than God? No, I am not. So it turns out I have to let go of that too. So to back up when you had to uh, forgive people, mm-hmm. so you called them one by one or you met with them in person or how did you, you know, handle you know, just between my friend and I, like okay. just in the presence of the Lord, God, I am bringing these people to you. Okay. Right. In my mind, I'm lining them up at the foot of the cross and I am giving them, giving them to you to deal with. They're yours. Right. And I would say, I forgive them not because they earned it, not because they deserve it, but because you forgave me. Right. And it's not a feeling, it's a choice. And some days I have to choose to forgive over and over again. Right. But I'd rather have freedom than hold on to my right to hold a grudge. So so many people need to hear that. It's like, you know, it starts with yourself. You got to forgive others. You got to love yourself. You can't love other people until you love yourself. And a lot of people want to point blame at the world and everything like that, but they're not doing anything to fix everything that's broken inside of them, you know, so that they can, you know, project that. And, Yeah, that's crazy. That's awesome. You said that. So here comes the crazy part, right? Like we get through all that. And and when you listen to different, you know, I recommend different speakers, listen to everybody you can on the subject that is using the word. They'll tell you, um, we're going to, you, you tell the demons, like you look at the person, if I were doing it, I'm not going to do it because it'll literally work right here on the air. <laughs> but you tell them in the name of Jesus, I command you to manifest, right? So I'm sitting there and like, I'm really skeptic. I'm sold out. I'm like, let's do this, but very skeptic. So my friend, we get through the steps that lead up to it. And she's like, all right, are you ready? And I'm like, I mean, as I'm going to be. And <laughs> I am. Oh, you might as well. Right. And I'm so nervous. I was like shaking. I was like, oh, I'm so scared, you know. And my friend looks at me and she goes, in the name of Jesus, 
any demons inside of Jen, I command you right now to manifest. And I kid you not, the second she said that, not only did I stop shaking, but I, I changed positions. Mm, it's like, like the my, demon was, my yeah. whole body. I went into crisscross applesauce, leaning to the side, hands folded in my lap, like mm. chin stuck out, defiant. I mean, just calmness smugness right and i'm like, like it just happened <laughs> right and i looked at my friend and i was like i don't know what just happened but i feel very smug very calm and very confident that this isn't going anywhere like this thing is confident it's not going anywhere mm -hmm. um and like it all is his arms and he's like yeah right That's and cool. so and so like the way that demons manifest is different some people literally slither on the floor some people see words in their minds some people it just depends it's kids manifest a lot harder than adults do because they're a lot less controlling yeah. um and so I just trying to kind of tried to explain what was going on, like what I was feeling. And I was like, she, I was like, it also wants you to know that if you can't make it leave, you're not getting to anybody else. Like this is the gatekeeper. This wow. is the strong man. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> um, Shannon is my friend who was doing it. She started like speaking to it and speaking the word and was like, you are going to come out in Jesus name. I command you. What is your name? Right. Because when we know something's name, we have more authority over it. Right. If you're like, hey, dog, come here. You know, they're like, but if you're like, Fifo, come here right now. You know, they're like, oh, God, she's talking <laughs> to me, you know. So it's kind of the same concept. Knowing something's name gives you more authority over it. So the second she asks its name. I dry heave hard. Now I was not sick. I was not nauseous. My stomach did not hurt. This was not an, I mean, this was like a physical response. So she asked it again and my head started shaking. No, really violently. And she was like, yes, you're coming out. And my head would shake. No. Do you really remember hard. all this, by the way? Oh, yeah, I so do. You're conscious, yeah, mm -hmm. you remember your body and all that. I had no control over it, but I was fully conscious and aware, aware. of what was going on. Right. Wow. I just didn't have control over it. Um, And so, and not to say that I couldn't stop it at any time. God's a gentleman, but I signed up for this. I submitted to it. So it it is what it is. So she said it a third time. I dry heaved even harder. And I grabbed her arm and looked at her like, stop asking its name, right? Because I'm getting real sick of dry heaving every <laughs> time she says that. And so it was like the Holy Spirit told her in that moment what its name was. So she touched my stomach. She touched my shoulder. And she said, Spirit of Jezebel, I command you in the name of Jesus, come out. And I vomited immediately. So the Holy Spirit told her the name of the demon. Yes. She called that. And, and it came out immediately. Wow. And how crazy is it that your phobia, you know, was throwing. I mean, the. So but we talked you know? We talked about this because I had heard sometimes people throw up. Usually it's a cough, a burp, a yawn. Sometimes they'll feel it come out of the ear. It comes out of a hole somewhere, usually. That's how it works. Um, but Shannon just kind of laughed and she was like, I mean, I can't say what's going to happen, but I have a feeling that the, the, with a fear of vomiting, God's going to remove it. 
by making you vomit. And I was like, please God, no. You know? <laughs> like I almost didn't do it because of that one fact. I was yeah. like, how dare you? You know. Like your biggest but, fear. But yeah. it turns out that freedom mattered more. You know, yeah, you made a decision. Yeah. And for, I you know. I wasn't turning back. And so back to back. So then she we knew spirit of phobia and spirit of anxiety, right? Like I knew those were in there. Jezebel didn't know anything about. Um, so she's like, spirit of anxiety, I command you in Jesus' name, come out. Boom, barfed immediately. Spirit right. of phobia, I command you in Jesus' name, come out, boom, barfed immediately. So then I'm like, okay, I I need a minute. <laughs> right like this is i'm like stop talking to the demons for a second and give let me breathe. catch my breath right. so i'm like i take and again i no point did my stomach hurt i was not nauseous this was not this didn't even feel it this didn't even come from my stomach like you know when you throw up it's like this heave from like your lower gut this was right here i could feel them it wow. was like they lined up and one came out and the next one came and sat right here. And then the next one, right? Three in a row, boom, boom, boom. Nothing with my stomach. It was right here. And so uh, we took a break for a minute because I was like, I can't. I'm going to die. Stop it. <laughs> and, and then we were started praying and I was really fighting it because I didn't want to throw up anymore. I was like, I'm really done with this. And um, she we felt something come up. So she asked it, what is your name? And in my mind's eye, I see this little boy, scrawny little boy sitting crisscross applesauce on a cot in an orphanage with the word orphan above his head. Now, remember my mom died six years ago. My dad and I got a fight around that same time. I looked at him and I was like, I wish it had been you, right? Like this really horrible, awful moment. And in that moment, I aligned with the idea that I was now an orphan, mm. that I was without parents. And in that moment, I invited the orphan spirit into my heart and I lived like one mm. emotionally and otherwise. So I see that and I was like, whoa. So I tell her, but it's not coming out because I don't want to throw up anymore. <laughs> and so I'm serious because it, it's up to me. And so I finally was like, I said to her, to God, to myself out loud, I'm like, if vomiting is what it takes to get this out, then I surrender. And she, cause she had said it multiple times, like spirit of orphan, I command you in Jesus name, come out, nothing happened. And so I was like, I surrender. She said it one more time. I immediately threw up in the trash can and it was gone. Dang. And wow. after that, I was like, I'm done. Like, we're good. If I have any more, they can hang out a little while longer. <laughs> we'll come back next done. week. Or so. Yeah, Knock I'm done with that. So, and I'm going to try to tell quickly. I, I know we're on a time crunch, but um, there's a few ahead. more super important things to get through. So, two days later, so you're in a whirlwind, right? Like time is just, I cannot express to you the change, like in the beginning, like you're just kind of lost. You're like an amoeba floating in like, you know, like I am like so in love with Jesus. Cause after it's all done, I just worship Jesus. Like we did inner healing stuff where we went back to certain memories in my mind and we invited Jesus in. And I asked him, what do you want me to know about this? What is the truth? 
where were you? Right. And so it began to heal these things or healed these things in my heart. So like, and he revealed himself to me in a new way. So like for two days, I am just like, Jesus, you know, like, and I'm telling everybody who will listen, I was on video call and phone call after phone call. People probably thought I was nuts, but I was yeah. so excited. Exactly. And this one day I had been on the phone for about six hours and I must have said Jesus name a thousand times. And all of a sudden I feel that thing again, right? Like a new, there's something else had moved into position. And I kind of had the sense that it was like, dude, if I have to hear you say Jesus name one more time, I'm going to throw myself out. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. You took away the gatekeeper. You took away the three big wigs. Now I'm just here <laughs> by myself listening to you talk about Jesus all day long and I don't want it. And I was like, <laughs> so I called my friend, Shannon. I'm like, <gasps> she doesn't answer. So I text her and I'm like, oh, there's a demon. I can feel it. Like, I know it wants to get out. I, I need you to call me and tell it to get out. <laughs> so I go to the bathroom. She doesn't text me back. And I'm just kind of praying because I'm like, God, you know, am I crazy? What's going on? What do I do? And I, I kid you not, like the Holy Spirit was like, you have the authority to do this all mm -hmm. by yourself. You don't need anybody else. You have me tell it to go and it will go. And I was like, um, God, am I going to throw up? <laughs> right. I hadn't I'm been fasting. Can we this do something else besides throwing up? Like, can it come out in my ears this time? Or? And God goes, oh, yeah. Uh, and I was like, <laughs> no, please, God, no. <laughs> but here's the thing is. In the, in the spiritual realm, there is something so important about closing open doors, right? And when this traumatic situation had happened when I was a baby, this belief that I created, this fear, I had aligned myself with it and that door had been opened, right? And so I cast out the spirit of phobia, but there was still this open door of trauma, fear of like discomfort, whatever. And it needed to be closed for me to move forward. And so God was like, you have two choices. You can choke it back down and hang on to it as long as you want. And choose your comfort or you can choose your discomfort and you will throw up, but you will be fine and it will be gone. And I was like, but like, I have to throw up. And he was like, yes, <laughs> we've been over this. Right. Yeah. Uh, and. And so I, I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. I walked over to the mirror. I looked myself in the eyes and I said, I just called it unclean spirit. I was like, unclean spirit. I don't need to know your name. Get out in Jesus name. And before I could finish the word name, I threw up in the sink <sighs> and it was gone and I was fine. And I was so excited. I called everybody back. I was like, I just threw <laughs> I did this. I did it on purpose and I wasn't scared. Right. And it was that moment of like the door closing. It, it I had to choose that. I had to choose to close that door. Now, deliverance is an ongoing process, and I have expelled other demons, but I have never thrown up again because I never needed to. And but it's that concept of closing doors. It, it's so crazy that, you know, from our first podcast, 
I just, you know, I saw your post about, you know, what podcast should I follow? And then I commented on mine and then I clicked on your name and I saw that you did a podcast and it's cool how, you know, God put us together that you're my first <laughs> podcast. It's crazy, and right? It, it To me, it's not, but it could be to other people until they develop their relationship with God and Jesus. And no, there is a spiritual realm out there, you know, but to me, you know, I've, you know, I've been saved. I'm a Christian. I've never heard of, you know, deliverance and what you're talking about. Um, maybe I haven't digged in far enough. And I just appreciate that, you know, that you're sharing this and sharing the story. It's changed my life, you know, just listening so to glad. it. And it's kind of like, I'm ready now, you know, and um, it's I'm a ripple effect. It'll change your whole life and it'll change everyone's lives around you. Like the deliverance that's taking place now in other people's lives because my friend was obedient, did it and shared with me. And then I was obedient. I did it. And now I'm sharing it with others. Domino effect. Wow. Yeah. So, and you, I'm not sure if you're finishing on, you can finish up, but my question is, so how is it the book? Does the book that we're going to put, you know, in the comments is, is that, does that guide them through that or do they need to be with someone like your friend that's already been delivered and then read the book, you know, to start that whole process inside of their life. Yeah. They need to ed educate yourself first, read okay. every, like read the books, learn about it. Two hours to freedom for sure. Uh, they shall expel demons. And it does, there are deliverance ministries around. Mm -hmm. um, I just did it on the floor in my best friend's bedroom. You know awesome. what I mean? And it was because she had been through it and like, I can pray someone through that. There's a group of us in town trying to put together a deliverance ministry team just for this purpose. But you can, I don't recommend doing it on your own if you have mind bending spirits and other really crazy things because it's, it gets wild. Really, it's, it's best to do three people, you, the person praying for you, like, and telling the demons to go walking you through everything. And then a third person who is, and you want this person to be someone who's really spirit led, hears from the spirit, you know, that kind of thing. And then a third person who's there for backup and they're interceding the whole time and stepping in when necessary. Mm. Um, that was my friend's husband. He was in another room until we got to the point of deliverance. And then he had to, he came in and, you know, um, so there's two things that I want to share and then we'll get, I'll try to get through them as quick as I can that are super important. And the first one is it took nine days. Well, first I was, I got sick, um, like a cold. And I had an illness and insomnia for about four days after, after. Okay. And so I went to my friend's house and I'm like, we need to cast out a spirit of insomnia because I'm not <laughs> sleeping at all. And we both prayed about it. And at the same time, God, like the spirit told us both, no, no, this is not a spirit. You aren't even, you don't even know yet the changes that I've made in your brain. And your mind is still trying to just process and catch up to what's going on. Give it a minute. Mm -hmm. Right. And I got sick for the same reason that expelling parasites makes you sick if you don't take a binder. Right. When you kill parasites or you do a detox, what happens is you release all this garbage into your bloodstream and it makes you feel sick, makes you have flu like symptoms. And if you don't take a binder that grabs all that stuff up and expels it. Right. So I didn't have a spiritual binder that I was aware of. 
So it, but it literally released all these toxins in my body because I healed trauma. I expelled a parasite. And so my body took about four or five days to like cleanse all the toxins out. That's the same thing like with food too, right? You know, mm -hmm. like you get sick if you, you know, take all these chemicals and all this stuff out of your system. That's correct. Yes. Detoxing is very unpleasant if you don't take a binder. Take a binder. Um, and then I slept for about nine days. I mean, like I slept hard all night long. I'd get up for a few hours and then I'd have to go back to sleep. I mean, I was exhausted. And I thought, God, what is wrong with me? Is this a spirit of fatigue? Like a spirit of sloth? What is happening? God's like, simmer down. Not everything is a spirit. You are free. And he's like, again, you don't even know yet what I've done for you. You need time to recover. So nine days. And I slept and I slept and I slept and I slept. And then... For at least two weeks after that, I had to get to know myself in my brain again, because before deliverance, I told you I had a really busy mind. So it was like if my mind was a computer, there was this screen, right? The main screen. And then there were at least 500 pop ups in the background running constant noise and information, TV, news, data, worries, fears, the past, the future, just constant. And when I went through deliverance, God went in and closed every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm entrapped in this mind that's only able to think one thought at a time. Mm -hmm. And I was so bored. <laughs> I, I mean it. I was like, this is so quiet. It's so boring. I like, I am a multitasker. I think quick. I'm whatever. And I just sat there like the lights are on, but nobody is home. You know, <laughs> like it was so crazy. And I, anxiety is when you are living like in this projected future of terror, typically, right? Like you're never in the moment. And now all of a sudden I'm in the moment. 24 hours a day. I am never in the future. I am never in the past. I'm just right here in this moment, only able to think one thought at a time. And it's the healthiest, most peaceful, amazing thing in the world. But for two weeks, I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Wow. I don't know how to function. We were supposed to be doing the podcast. I was like, I can't do anything. <laughs> You're getting used to your new brain, your new yeah. brain. Yeah. I was brain. like, yeah. I don't. I don't know how to math. Like, I figure all this out. Yeah. And, and I was a little nervous that it would last forever. I would just feel uncomfortable, but it didn't. And now it's the new normal. And I, oh, boy, it's, I'm just so happy. It's a piece that people need to feel. They it's a piece I didn't know was available to me. I thought the yeah. fruits of the spirit, right? The fruit of the spirit was about white knuckling it. Like if I say it, and I'll believe it. And if I believe it, then eventually I'll feel it. I am peaceful. <laughs> you know, I am patient. But it turns out that that is a natural overflow of getting this junk out and inviting Jesus into that space, right? And so Jesus was perfect, even though he was human, right? 
and he had a perfect record of healing the sick, a perfect record of casting out demons. But why? And it's because he did the one thing that matters. He went and he got alone with God 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 and he did it more than he did anything else. And when you do that, it literally is not white knuckling it. Patience, love, peace, it pours out of you. You don't have to try. I don't know. When I am spending the time with God that I want or that I need, when I am constantly in a state of repentance and forgiving, constantly, like when I make mistakes and I am spending time with the source, everything I've ever wanted to be just is. Mm. It just is. And I don't have to try. And so that I want to share like the most is like when you get all this junk out of the way and you fill that space with the Lord and you spend your time with him, who you are as a person becomes incredibly beautiful and peaceful and joyful. And you're like, bring it on world because I'm happy, you know, ready to conquer the world. Yes. So that's the incredible part. Like you just don't even understand how it's going to change. It takes a month or two to recover from this in the instance where you have all these mind bending spirits or whatever. The second thing, and then I'm done is they try to come back and you have got to be ready. You have got to stay rested because they never come back when I'm good and rested. They come back when I am exhausted. I haven't slept well in several nights. I've had a terrible week. I have not gotten alone with the Lord. I haven't confessed any all my sins. I haven't forgiven anyone who's made me angry. Like whatever. And then I, I'll, so both times that anxiety and phobia have tried to come back has been in the middle of the night after three or more nights of not sleeping when I've not been able to get alone with God. And I need to make this so incredibly clear. It feels the same. It feels the same and it feels worse. When that anxiety attack, uh, like when that spirit tried to get on me, it felt felt the same or worse. Instead of like a gradual thing, it was instant 10. I mean, Mm. you're talking about... And it was awful. And you think like, oh my gosh, I was wrong. Oh no, right? I wanted to reach for that benzo. I wanted to take that pill so bad. And I was like, wait a minute. There's a, I'm getting goosebumps. Like there's a difference here. Before it was inside of me. Now it's outside of me. And I know that that's true. It isn't in here anymore. I couldn't fight it when it was in here. I couldn't pray through it when it was in here. Like, really, I couldn't. I was like, but that is not the case. And this, this feeling, this is a lie. And so I went to the bathroom because I was, my daughter was sleeping with me. I went to the bathroom and I turned on worship music and I did, this is the steps that I take every single time. And it takes less time each time. First, I tell it to go. I'm like, um, No, in Jesus name, I do not align with you. In Jesus name, I do not agree with you. In Jesus name, you're not allowed to be here. I do not invite you in. You are not welcome here. And in Jesus name, I command you to go. And that is the only attention that it gets because now we're done. I've already dealt with you. I'm not talking to you anymore. So now I'm, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, you, Jesus, for setting me free. Thank you. You have the power to like stop the demon in its tracks before it tries to get inside of your, you know, open the door. So it didn't, it's not left ever when I say that the first time, right? It doesn't leave right then. It tries and it tries. It's like, no, no, you weren't healed. No, no, I'm not going anywhere. No, 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 no. And maybe I'll get to a point where it will be like, ugh, whatever, and like go, right? But so, I mean, the first time it lasted an over an hour, but I literally just praised. I was like, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'm just, you want to hang out? Cool. I mean, and you need to understand, I felt awful. It was horrible. But I was like, I, I don't care. I'm going to worship Jesus and you're going to sit here and listen to it until you try to, until you decide you're sick of it. And I did. And I, with, I would sing the songs and I just praise God. I told Jesus how amazing he was, whatever. And it would start to lift. Right. And so after about an hour of that, I'm like, all right, I'm calling in backup. And I kid you not the first time, the second I hit the send button to call my friend Shannon, it left. Wow. It was like, never mind. I'm done. I'm not dealing with that. Yeah. Right. And so if you've ever had an anxiety attack, that doesn't happen. They don't shut off like that. Not without a pill. Right. That does not happen. Boom. It was gone. Mm. And the second time I woke up to my fan being knocked over in the middle of the night, just boom, felt like fell off of its platform. I was like, I wake up and I'm like, um, okay. Right. Like there it is again. And this time it was worse. And I mean, I was like, and I, and so I will, I told it to go. I turned on my worship music. I grabbed my Bible and I'm reading Isaiah 53, right? I'm reading the word out loud, but I'm like, and Jesus said, like, that's how hard it tried. And do you know, like, you'll do anything. I know that I have a pill that will make that stop. But I also know that the minute I choose that, Mm. I've agreed with it. I've aligned with it, but it's still my choice. I could invite that sucker right on back in because the pill will make me feel better and it'll make me feel better fast. Right. But I, I, I chose the discomfort. And so I just, you know, and I, I prayed through it and I did it. And then it took about an hour and a half and it, fi- I mean, it finally was like, Ugh, whatever. And it left mm-hmm. again. So I share this because it's important for you to know and that's anxiety, right? I don't know what that'll look like with other things, but they try to come back and you have got to know that you know that you know that you know it is not inside of you anymore. No matter how it looks, no matter how it feels, it is outside of you. It is not inside of you and you will not agree with it or invite it back in, period. Wow. And now I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful story, you know, and it's, I'm glad that you finished with that, that it can come back, but now it's out of you. You have more mm-hmm. authority and uh, don't think you're off the hook, you know, like the, the devil will try to come after you again and again and again. So that's his job to lie, to lie, yeah. he lies, lies, liar. Don't believe it. Cause it'll feel real, but it's not. Yeah. He wants to give you what you want, right? Hit that pill. You know, like, mm-hmm. let's just go back to this. You know, you don't really want to do that God thing, do you? Because this is where life is. You know, take this pill. Right. And let's get back to where we were. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. You have touched me emotionally. You have touched <laughs> my heart. And I know people listening right now are touched. And um, 
we're going to put the link um, to Jennifer's podcast and everything that she does um, in the comments below. And is there anything else you'd like to say? No, just, you know, reach out if you need, if you need prayer, if you need guidance, I'm so happy to help. I may not be able to, to be the one who's like demons out, Jesus in, but I will absolutely point you in the right direction. And, uh, you know, no matter what you've been through, no matter how you feel, no matter how much bondage you're dealing with, God is good and he does love you and he wants to get all of that stuff out of the way so he can really make that real in your life. That is awesome. All right. Well, thanks everybody for watching the podcast. We'll talk to you soon.